0: Good afternoon, everybody. We're back here on Mining Stock Daily. We are introducing a new company uh, to the show. Uh, first time guest, first time appearance onto the Mining Stock Daily podcast. Happy to welcome in Tony Rita. He's the CEO of Tectonic Metals. Tectonic trades on the TSX Venture with the symbol T-E-C-T and also on the OTCQB market here in the United States with the symbol T-E-T-O-F. Uh, Tony, welcome to the podcast. How you been?
1: Uh, i'm actually doing really well thank you for having me trevor and thank you mining stock daily for the opportunity to speak with you today this this actually is my first podcast so oh really there's a little bit bit of excitement in the air (laughs) all right well
0: let's let's uh we'll we'll take that energy and and really uh hopefully uh we share that with everybody tuning in uh we're gonna spend most of the time talking about tectonic here Mm -hmm. and really what's going on there in alaska uh but uh, for people who are maybe unfamiliar with you and your background uh you have some great history in this area. On the other side of the border, in the Yukon, mm-hmm. uh, where really you had an integral part in the coffee project, can you kind of walk us through that uh, through that background?
1: Most definitely. So, Kamenak Gold Corporation was the company that acquired the Coffee Gold Project in 2009. It was a sole only at that at that moment in time, and we were um, we orchestrated the acquisition of this project from a, a well known Yukon prospector. And from my own personal experience, my education, call it my university, I had the opportunity to witness a project and play a role in its uh, acquisition, its discovery. We actually hit on the very first drill hole, which is not something that happens very often. Uh, Discovery actually, you know, in the business of mineral exploration, believe it or not, uh, discovery doesn't always happen. The norm is actually to fail. So to actually hit on your very first hole was extremely, uh, exciting and remarkable. The first drill hole I remember it to this day was 17 grams over, over 17 grams per ton gold over 15.5 meters, and uh, that is a, a whopper of a hole, if you will. And so that translated into, you know, quite an aggressive drill campaign in the ensuing years. We produced our first uh, maiden inferred mineral resource estimate in 2011. It was just uh, around three million ounces of gold. And then uh, that got increased to, to uh, over 5 million ounces in 2015. We produced a robust feasibility study that demonstrated coffee was worthwhile of taking it to the next steps, which was permitting construction and then production. And then in 2016, uh, coffee, and more specifically, Kamenak Gold Corporation was acquired by Gold Corp for $520 million Canadian. That was you know, on the project front, on the development of that asset. But also, what I what probably doesn't get as much attention is the relationships that was formed with the local communities, the First Nations, the government, we were invited into Parliament, we actually sat in on one of the assemblies, um, meeting also a new sort of type of investor, more um, production related, or production focused. And that whole process, we raised about $165 million. So it was a great experience from from
0: on on multiple fronts. Yeah. Uh, now you, you you don't have to go very far across mm-hmm. the border, uh, kind of west northwest to really your bread and butter. You've got a number of different projects with, within the tectonic portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I think it's fair to say that Tibs is your uh, flagship project uh, within that good pasture mining district. Uh, you know, well known with the Pogo mine. Uh, mm-hmm. So give us an idea of you know. If we focus on TIBS, really the acquisition of this project uh, and, and and why you, what what really grabbed your attention here?
1: Okay. So, you know, I, uh, I had a fondness for Alaska, um, the mineral tenure, the high grade nature, the infrastructure for a Northern community was quite robust, um, but also the ability or the opportunity to work with the local First Nations that actually own the mineral tenure or the land. So that was extremely exciting. What, what Alaska is, is somewhat challenged by is that there is no public mineral database system, so you need to have relationships with people that worked on the ground or native corporations in Alaska to get access to data and opportunities. And when I put up my hand to, to our, my fellow founders, um, more specifically Ira Thomas at that moment in time, I said, hey, you know, we need to look at Alaska and if we're going to Alaska, there's one, one guy we need. And uh, she said, "Who's that?" I said, "Kurt Freeman." And Kurt's now f- was a founder of Tectonics. I enrolled him in the vision for the company, and he's uh, you know very active. He's a director. Um, he's a significant shareholder. But this is a gentleman that spent uh, 30 plus years living and exploring in Alaska and amassing geological data and just the wherewithal on how to navigate that. And one of the opportunities he presented to me. When I told him we wanted to be in Alaska, he's like, "You got to take a look at these." present about five or six projects, and one of them was Tips, and Tips stood out to the other founders and myself right from the get-go. So much so that we spent our own capital to actually advance that project and do the first soil sampling and rock sampling campaign. So. That was kind of the 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 crux, you know, it's love at first sight, if you will. Tibbs just stood out as a remarkable opportunity for a, a bunch of reasons. And I can get into that if you like, but that was kind of the, the rationale was <clears throat> it was in a great jurisdiction. It offered um, it actually high-grade gold, whether at surface or in drilling, was has been discovered at the property. There were zones that were open along strike and at depth. There were some new soil anomalies. We quickly recognized the opportunity to apply some new technology. And there was also the opportunity to apply the new Pogo model, which was developed in 2013, and no one had this project in 2013. So that new model um, had yet to be applied to the property up until Tectonic. So there was enough meat on the bone to say, "Let's let's go get a deal done on this property," and, and you know, here we are today with uh, a couple of discoveries after the fact.
0: Uh, Tibbs is what f- 15 kilometers just east of the eastern edge of the Pogo Pogo border
1: it's actually a little bit more than that, a but bit it's, more. it's yeah, it's it's it depending on pick your pick your point, but yeah, it's probably like just over 20 kilometers. And um it's you know, so proximity is is great. And then obviously um geologically, it has many similarities to pogo's mineralization. And to this day, Tibbs is the only project in the entire Good Pasture Mineral District that hosts pogo that's actually produced high-grade gold in drilling with the exact same geochemical signature as Pogo. And to take it one step further, Tibbs was actually initially discovered by the same entity that discovered Pogo. And so they discovered Pogo and they quickly went to Tibbs because it was the closest, um, well, at that point it wasn't drilled, but they were the the first ones to actually drill a discovery and it did resemble Pogo mineralization.
0: So, uh I'll backstory it. So I have a little bit of a story. I I first was introduced to Tectonic about two years ago at the um, Cambridge uh, Resource Investment Conference. I literally Mm -hmm. was just walking around and uh, I had been uh, doing some work uh, with not only EMX Royalty, who has royalty space up there around Pogo, but also Um, I was doing a little bit of, uh, kind of following the mill rock story. And so this area of the world and gold exploration was really grabbed my attention. Mm -hmm. And so here I find tectonic and, you know, there's definitely some interest, but what I really came to understand is exploration. in this part of the world is some of the most challenging exploration, uh, anywhere, uh, not only because of the cover, but you 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 just hit the nail on the head there, the lack of uh, geological data that really is available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, every little bit counts. So every little bit of data point you get, all the exploration results you get back, whether it's, you know, early exploration or through the drill, it really is going to help tell a bigger story district-wide. Uh, so, you know, is is it a little bit more slower of a pace than say what people are used to say in Nevada or somewhere down south?
1: Um, well, that's kind of a misnomer. My, you know, everyone has a different opinion. Depends what you mean by slower. You know, every jurisdiction has its challenges. None of it. Boulder fields, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and literally, Boulder fields the size of houses. Uh, the 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 wind, the weather, um, daylight uh, lack or lack thereof. So what does Nevada offer? Well, Nevada is obviously the number one producing gold state. So, um, you know, in the entire North America, actually in the entire world, I believe. So Nevada offers a lot. But what it also the challenge with Nevada can be sometimes permitting. It can be that you're dealing with deposits that are deep, like 2000 feet of cover. Um, You know, um, there's also drift, sand, whatnot, gravel. So they're, they're, they're burdened. Sorry, they're buried. Um, so Nevada can, it's not like a, a slam dunk step up here and drill it because, you know, what I would say would be fast paced is you find a, a, a rock anomaly or an outcrop that's 30 grams per ton, you truly you step back behind it, you drill underneath it, and there you go. You can't do that in Nevada. Everything's been found that's at surface. Whereas in the Yukon or in Alaska, you could still walk up to an outcrop, step behind it and drill it. I mean, Yukon was a great example. People thought soil sampling was was done. Um, you know, an, an old and tried technique. Yeah, it's worked to find the easy deposits, but can you still find, you know, soil anomalies that you can drill underneath it? And, you know, in the Yukon, we proved that we can and Alaska, you can as well. What you know, so that I wouldn't necessarily say Alaska is is slower, fast paced. And, you know, the, the amount of work that we've done in a very short period of time demonstrates that you, you can execute. Yeah, there is an off season. And, you know, as the project or the or a deposit unfolds, you can mitigate the seasonality with more success. And to that point, coffee in the Yukon, we actually were drilling from February 1st right through to December 1st. Um, once we had a critical mass, we said, okay, let's let these are meaningful deposits that have the potential to be economic. So let's build roads on site to uh, to make that happen. And the cost building for roads in, in the Yukon, at least at the coffee project, I should say, was $35,000 Canadian kilometer. In none of it, it's a million dollars a kilometer. Uh, so there, there's, you know, it, every project has its challenges. It's, it's what you're comfortable with. And um, obviously when mother nature is on your side and supports you, things, things do get easier.
0: Let's uh, kind of talk about exploration here, mm-hmm. strategies, success, recent successes you've had, and how is that leading into, you're getting real close to getting that exploration work undergo here for mm-hmm. the season up in Alaska. Mhm.
1: Um so so what what exactly do you, do you want to know there was that, I I cover everything but could, could we, what what exactly are you
0: asking? Yes. So let, let's talk what what is the exploration strategy for Tibs here in 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So great. In 2021. So I would say, you know, we've been at Tibs for um if you count 2017 which was our the founder uh founder's exploration program which was probably about $275,000 Canadian um you know the program that follow, which were 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 much more robust in the million dollar range. So <clears throat> during, I would say, from 2018, with the real first exploration program up until you know where we're at today, we've been building a foundation where we're actually very excited and confident to bring in a diamond drill. You know, a diamond drill is the most costliest uh, tool or technique when it comes to exploration. So you want to make sure you have the goods before you deploy it. And <clears throat> we now actually have. Bona fide drill discoveries on our property that we've made, and we also have historical discoveries that are again completely open at depth and along strike. So the strategy this year is to take those the you know the two years of knowledge and experience that we have on the project regarding these zones, where not only have we drilled, it's also soil data, rock data, data, geochemistry. We have geophysical data as well. So we we've, we we've so, we're sort of connecting the the the, the dots here where we're now ready to go and execute a, a drill program. The other thing that we did last year is we actually acquired a regional data set, a geological data set that belonged to the Good Pastor District. This was probably about $10 million worth of data that we acquired to give us perspective on the regional scale. Because if you want to understand what's happening at home, you kind of have to understand what's happening in the neighborhood that you're in as well. So, so that's been that's all led to, the, again, to the point where we're like, okay, What are we going to do this year? And depending on the zone, um, with the areas that we actually have drill discoveries or where there's historical discoveries, we want to go in there with oriented diamond drilling to really nail down the structural orientation and what's controlling the high-grade mineralization. Some of these zones, it's as easy as just stepping out along strike. We have 10 grams over roughly four meters that's just sitting by itself. You know, what does that look like? Is there scale there? So that's going to be some of the strategy at, at that zone. We also have some brand new, um, never drilled before, golden soil anomalies. And these golden soil anomalies, when, when you look at the geochemistry, so that's like the DNA of the, of, of the soil anomalies, it actually has the exact same DNA that is observed at, at Pogo on the, on the, in the mineralization, that is. So that's a huge box tick. The, the size and the tenor of the anomalies are compelling as well. They are also situated on mapped low angle thrust faults which is a key ingredient to finding a pogo look-alike um, and they're also in the same host rock so there's those are those are a lot of positive attributes that have compelled us to say you know what we need to drill these targets so we have solar anomalies well how can we de-risk this a bit more before we drill it we brought in a um, structural geologist to look at like, some of the existing zones and some of the um, I think these more new zones, and then we're also doing um, another geophysical technique called a Titan survey to help um, illuminate where these mapped low-angle thrust faults are sitting as far as depth is concerned. So. <clears throat> the